0: It's the Americhicks with Kim Monson.
1: Now, while this is all going on, I went through President Trump's speech and uh, Chuck and Nancy's rebuttal.
0: The most important story.
1: The American people finally said enough, and that is why they elected Donald Trump.
0: The latest in politics and world affairs.
1: It's almost unbelievable that Trump has extricated the U.S. from the Iran nuclear deal.
0: And opinions and ideas that prepare you to tackle the day ahead.
1: Because ideas matter.
0: It's the Americhicks, dissecting issues. As right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, let's have a conversation.
1: Hey, welcome to the Americhicks with Kim Munson. Uh, we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Indeed. Uh, agree or disagree, let's have a conversation. Be sure and check out my website, Americhicks.com, and sign up for my emails. I will keep you apprised of all the upcoming guest topics, and important events. I am the Americhicks on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering you a conservatarian perspective. A big show planned for you today. First of all, we'll go through some headlines. I've got a really inspirational story for you as well. And yesterday, something absolutely historical happened. President Trump made a speech to the Venezuelan community. And in that, he sent a message to China and Russia to stay out of the western hemisphere it was absolutely historical so we will play a few sound bites on that second segment laura carno who has been such a an active uh, advocate for Everyday individuals being able to protect themselves will join us to break down this red flag bill that was introduced down at the state legislature regarding uh, firearms, and it was introduced late on Friday, so we'll talk to Laura in the second segment about that. And then in the third and fourth segment, we have just an amazing, inspirational story. And we'll be talking about both Virginia and New York regarding their late-term abortion legislation that they have. But Sonia McGarity will be joining me. Uh, she and her husband have five bi- biological children, five boys, and one of them is Down syndrome. And then they have adopted an additional three little girls with Down syndrome. So you will not want to miss uh, segments three and four in the show as well. Now, as uh, if you listened yesterday, I had uh, Dr. Thomas Cranowitter on. It was President's Day. uh, And we talked about Lincoln and Washington. It was a terrific show. You may want to go back to my website, and listen to the show. Uh, but as uh, hopefully you all know by now, I am partnering with uh, Tom Cranawitter, his whole team over at Speakeasy Ideas, as well as Jen Hewlin at Waters Edge Winery, and we are bringing you Vino and Veritas. It is wine and truth. And we are studying the Federalist Papers here in 2019. It's a fascinating lecture series. Uh, the good news is, is that we are sold out, and the bad news is, is that we are sold out. But get on the wait list. Email me at kim at uh, We are, are going to address demand. We're just thrilled with the, the interest in this. So be sure and email me if you're interested. Uh, we possibly may... Have uh, Vino and Veritas up north, maybe Fort Collins or Greeley area, and then one down in Colorado Springs. We're looking for partners on that, so just let us know. And. We're so grateful for our presenting sponsors. In January, Ridge, or Harmony Ridge Construction was our our presenting sponsor. Rafe Patton and his whole team at Harmony Ridge Construction can help you with any of those residential projects that you may need. Uh, go to their website. Take a look. They do beautiful work. So thank you to Harmony, uh, Harmony Ridge Construction. And then our February presenting sponsor is Susan Kochevar. She is the owner of the Historic 88 Drive-In Theater and Spring is right around the corner, and Susan plans to open sometime in March. So thank you to Harmony Ridge Construction and uh, Susan Cochevar with the historic 88 Drive-In Theater for your sponsorships for Vino and Veritas. Um, jumping in here today's funnies. Steve, producer Steve, did you know that Al Gore and John Kerry were out jogging one morning when they noticed a little boy on the corner with a box curious they run over to the child and ask what's in the box kid and the little boy says kittens and they're brand new kittens well Al Gore and John Kerry laugh and ask uh, or excuse me uh, Al Al Gore and John Kerry laugh and they ask what kind of kittens are they well radical progressive activist Democrats the child says oh that's cute Al Gore and John Kerry say as they run off a couple of days later Al Gore and John Gary uh, John Kerry are running with Hillary Clinton. Now, you may want to stop for a minute and just kind of picture that. Uh, and they see the same little boy with a box just ahead. So Gore and Kerry say to Hillary, you got to check this out. And they jog over the little boy with a box. And Al Gore says, look in the box, Hillary. Isn't that cute? Look at those little kittens. Hey, kid, tell Hillary what kind of kittens they are. And the boy replies why they are Republicans. Wait a minute, Al Gore said. I came by here the other day, and you said they were radical, progressive, activist Democrats. Well, what's up? Well, the little kid said, their eyes are open now.
0: I almost want to say don't give up your day job, but this is your day job. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I, I just think it's important to have a little laugh before we start oh, into the day. Oh, that's
0: definitely a good one, yes, uh, <laughs> and some real truth as well.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. So... um. I've got an inspirational story. I've been thinking a lot about, you know, Jason McBride, when he was in last month, had been over to a convenience store. And Spencer, the guy that waited on him, was just a real inspirational guy. He works the night shift at a convenience store, and he is doing his absolute best, striving for excellence. And so I think it's important that we all think about inspirational stories. And there's one that I heard this weekend. I was down at the Broadmoor with the leadership program of the Rockies Retreat and went over to the Pauline Chapel for church on Sunday. And this was a story that was told, and I thought it was important that we realize that because we have been teaching many of our kids uh, socialism and envy and feeling sorry for themselves and being a victim. And I'd never heard the story of Francis Jane Crosby. And this is a story about attitude. She was born into a family with a strong Puritan ancestry in New York on March 24th in 1820. As a baby, she had an eye infection, which a quack doctor treated by placing hot poultices on her red and inflamed eyelids. The infection did clear up, but scars formed on her eyes, and the baby girl became blind for life. She lived well into her 90s. A few months later, Fanny's dad became ill and died, so her mother, Mercy Mercy Crosby, widowed at 21, hired herself out as a maid, while her grandmother, Eunice Crosby, took care of little Fanny. Her grandmother took the education of the little granddaughter on herself and became the girl's eyes, vividly describing the physical world. Her grandmother's teachings helped develop Fanny's descriptive abilities, but her grandmother also nurtured Fanny's spirit. She read and carefully explained the Bible to her, and she always emphasized the importance of prayer. When Fanny became depressed because she couldn't learn as other children did, her grandmother taught her to pray to God for knowledge. In 1834, Fanny learned of the New York Institute for the Blind and knew this was the answer to her prayer for an education. She entered the school when she was 12 and went on to teach there for 23 years. She became somewhat of a celebrity at the school and was called upon to write poems for almost every conceivable occasion. On March 5, 1858, Fanny married Alexander Van Alstein, a former pupil, pupil at the Institute. He was a musician who was considered one of the finest organists in the New York area. One evening, Fanny's friend and composer, Phoebe Palmer Knapp, was visiting and played a tune on the piano, asking Fanny what it sounded like. Fanny responded, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. So Phoebe and Fanny then continued to sing the melody and write the lyrics together. Fanny Crosby wrote over 8,000 hymns, but this is a quote regarding her attitude, and this is a poem. She said, Oh, what a happy soul I am, although I cannot see, I am resolved that in this world contented I will be. How many blessings I enjoy that other people don't, to weep and sigh because I'm blind, I cannot, nor I won't. So that is, uh, I think, a very inspirational message today. And I thought it was important to share that with you. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of information. Um, we're going to have just a little bit of time. I'd like to play a couple of sound bites from President uh, Trump's speech yesterday to the Venezuelan community. He gave this down in Florida. So Steve, let's go with number four first.
2: Socialism promises prosperity, but it delivers poverty. Socialism promises unity. But it delivers hatred and it delivers division. Socialism promises a better future, but it always returns to the darkest chapters of the past that never fails. It always happens. Socialism is a sad and discredited ideology rooted in the total ignorance of history and human nature. Which is why socialism, eventually, must always give rise to tyranny, which it does.
1: Wow. This speech, I think, is absolutely historical. First of all, what Trump has done is he has gone after this message of socialism, which is prevalent with all of the Democrat candidates for president for uh, 2020. So he goes after that message, and then he also, and I think what we'll do is we'll play a number of these sound bites throughout the week. He also goes after Russia and China and says, Not in our backyard. But let's go ahead and do number five, uh, Steve, what socialism is and is not.
2: Socialists profess a love of diversity, but they always insist on absolute conformity. We know that socialism is not about justice. It's not about equality. It's not about lifting up the poor. Socialism is about one thing only, power for the ruling class.
1: Oh, my gosh. I tell you what, Donald Trump, he nailed it yesterday. Uh, The things that our kids have been taught in schools for quite some time, uh, he has, uh, is addressing that. Now, I, I don't imagine this has gotten a lot of play yet out there in the media, but I imagine that we are going to start to see people writing about this. Uh, this is so powerful. This is, I, I truly believe, Steve, that, th- that this is a, a uh, Ronald Reagan moment where he said, uh, Mr. Gorbachev, uh, tear down this wall, because basically he not only talked to the Venezuelan people regarding uh, getting rid of Mi- Maduro, and uh secondly, he talked to Nicaragua and the people of Nicaragua as well as Cuba, and so he not only doubled down, he totally doubled down on this
0: yeah, I was hard pressed I mean your your text last night to say, "Boy, it'd be nice to have these sound bites," and it just caught me off guard because I, I didn't even know that he was making the speech, so to go in and start tearing this apart, there were so many good sound bites. It's like, which one would you really want?" And there was one. I, I figure it's more towards the end, and you said we'll revisit this as the week goes on, where he basically said we were going to do a clean sweep of the entire Western Hemisphere.
1: It's astounding. Yes, it is absolutely astounding. It is historical, and you know he's under attack constantly, and he continues. He inherently, I think, gets freedom. Now I know. I know he makes mistakes. I know that you know sometimes his tweets kind of get everybody crazy. But this was historic on what happened yesterday. Uh, So we're going to go to break here in just a minute. Before we do that, I want to just give a shout-out to Hooters Restaurants. My story with Hooters Restaurants is a story of liberty, free markets, and a conservatarian perspective. It stems from when I served as city councilwoman in Lone Tree. And if you are interested in learning more about this story, just email me at kimandamerichicks.com. I love sports, individuals working hard to be the best they can to compete and to win or lose. Hooters Restaurants is my sports headquarters. And the Nuggets and Avs, we can focus on them. And March Madness is right around the corner. As a KU basketball fan, I love March Madness. So Hooters is the place to watch the games. Uh, Hooters specials start at $10 for a draft and 10 boneless wings. And did you know that Hooters wings can fly? You can have them delivered right to your front door. And when the girls come over on Wednesday nights, I normally order the smoked... Uh, wings, which are half the calories, and they are delicious. So for more information, go to HootersColorado.com. That's HootersColorado.com. Let them know that you know the AmeriChicks. We'll go to break, and we'll be right back.
0: All AmeriChicks sponsors are an exclusive partnership with the AmeriChicks and are not affiliated or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson and grow your business, contact Kim at AmeriChicks.com. That's AmeriChicks.com.
1: Award-winning realtor Karen Levine has 30 years of experience with REMAX Alliance. Karen Levine believes
3: in home ownership. As a Colorado representative to the National Board of Realtors, Karen Levine works to protect private property rights. Since losing her mother to breast cancer, Karen Levine has helped organize a local fundraising event called Karen's for the Cure, raising money for breast cancer research. Karen Levine comes highly recommended by the Americans
1: with Kim Munson. Choose Karen Levine to buy or sell your home because she understands that it's more than just a house. Call award-winning realtor Karen Levine with REMAX Alliance today at 303-877-7516.
4: Dan Predovich and his team at Predovich & Company help your business plan ahead financially. The AmeriChicks with Kim Munson highly recommends Predovich & Company as your financial business consultant. Predovich & Company will take care of your tax preparation, bookkeeping, and business advisory services. Dan Predovich and his team want to learn about the unique needs of your business through real, honest dialogue. Because of their advanced technological capabilities, Predovich & Company can help clients anywhere in the United States. Call 303-791-3000 to start preparing now for tax season. Organize your business finances with Predovich & Company. Call 303-791-3000 today. out
3: and stumble to the kitchen for myself. Yes, it is a work
1: day, so uh, wishing you a great day today. I uh, have on the line with us a woman who I deeply admire, Laura Carno. She has uh, such a heart for the rights for everyday, hard-working individuals to be able to protect themselves and their families. Uh, unfortunately, there's some uh, Democrat, the, the activist, progressive, Uh, that have taken over the Democrat Party and which have taken over the the Democrat Party here in Colorado. This is no longer the party of JFK. This is radical, progressive activists. And uh, they have introduced legislation down at the State House that would make it more difficult for everyday people to protect themselves. It is, um, let's see, House Bill 191177. So, Laura Carno, welcome to the Americhicks with Kim Munson. What is going on down there?
5: Yeah, good morning, and thanks for having me on to chat about this. Uh, so folks might remember that there was a red flag bill uh, dropped last year very late. It ended up failing. And so now that the Democrats are in charge of both chambers of um, the legislature, uh, they've made it even worse than what was um, a bad bill last year that I, um, uh, many people, including myself, opposed last year. So here, here's what red flag is supposed to mean. It's supposed to mean, hey, this person who has firearms is dangerous. So think about the um, the young man who shot up that school in Parkland, Florida. He was crying out for help, um, saying, I am a danger to other people. Please stop me. And government at every level failed him there. Um, so, so the idea is... Um, I can get my head around the idea, let's say it that way, um, that we do want to make sure that people who are about to break um, don't have access to tools that would, um, you know, cause them to be able to kill lots of people. I get the idea behind that, but the devil is always in the details, can. Like right. This one is really, really bad. So I'll, I'll put it in a couple of different buckets. One is there's no due process for um, good law-abiding people to be protected. And that's because um, there are lots of people who could say that a person is dangerous and should have his or her firearms taken away. And there's very little recourse if somebody files files this request uh, fraudulently, very little. Hmm. So you might have somebody that might be
1: mad at you, and they know that you have firearms, and so they could, in essence... Go to authorities and say they think you're a danger is that in in is that kind of where we're at
5: yeah- um kind of they they have to have had some sort of relationship with you so let's give an example um let's say that um let's say that I have a boyfriend we live together and we break up and I leave um either of us because we've lived together could say that person is a danger just because I'm ticked off that we broke broke up or whatever um and um, I won't know anything about it until police arrive at my house with a search warrant to remove my firearms. Zero due process. And, and Kim, today, without any red flag bill, if I have concerns about an ex, a sibling, a neighbor, whoever, I, I don't need a red flag bill to go to law enforcement and say, hey, this person is a danger What happens then, today, is law enforcement investigates it. They send a detective, they send a a deputy, whomever, to go assess the situation with their investigative training. If this red flag bill passes, um, there is no investigation. It makes everybody an investigator. They go straight to the judge with a much lower um, barrier to... um, And you know how people could be turned in for like a 72-hour mental health hold. Mm -hmm. This is a a really reduced barrier um, to get over, to have somebody um, have their firearms taken away. And then the other big bucket that I'm concerned about, so that that big bucket was the due process, and there's a million different pieces to that, including immediate suspension of your concealed carry permit. Um, But the other big bucket is... Let's say that there's really a crisis going on. Let's say that there's really somebody in a mental health situation. Um, let's say that there are a man, there's a man and woman living together. They're married, and the, the wife says, my husband's dangerous, he's threatening me, um, please come help, and they take his gun. They don't take the person. Um, if this woman feels like she is being threatened, they come take the gun under this red flag legislation, they leave the man, and they they leave all the knives. They leave his hands that he could choke her with. They leave his car that he could run her over with. They're not actually addressing the mental health mm-hmm, issue. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just as if they took the power drill from his garage. Mm-hmm. They just took one of the tools. So this is terrible, terrible, terrible. The um, the hearing is on Thursday of this week at 1.30 uh, in the House uh, old library committee room.
1: Okay, 130. Um, you know, that's a really interesting point. In as much as if there is somebody in a situation where they would be of such a danger that their firearms should be taken with away from them, it doesn't seem like we should keep them out on the street then. Instead of taking their firearms, they probably should be uh, evaluated, yes, I, I mean this is clearly un, i think under the surface, this is a an attack on the ability for everyday hard working Coloradoans to be able to have firearms to protect themselves. I think that ultimately that is what is going on
5: right and and think about an abuse that could happen along those lines where um, a couple is breaking up and um, the, I'm sorry to always put this on the man. It's just um, statistically more likely. Um, let's say the man wants to come back and do some harm to the woman. W- what keeps him under this legislation from saying she's, she's a danger, um, all of these things are going on, please take her guns? He has legally then disarmed her so that he can go over and do whatever and she has no ability to protect herself with a firearm. There are so many stories, Kim, we could come up with um, how this could be abused, um, in addition to the fact that it makes ordinary people into detectives. Um, and they, they don't have that sort of um, education to, to be able to say uh, you know, this is a crime, this isn't a crime. Um, it, it bypasses law enforcement and goes straight to the judge. It's um, uh, rife with uh, uh, concerns for people's um, due, you know, due process rights their right to protect themselves. Uh, There's tons of problems with this. We almost can't look at all of the problems in one segment. It's so bad. Well,
1: we'll definitely have to have you back. Due process is in the Constitution. The founders understood that if somebody is to be accused, they need to to be able to go through due process. And and so the fact that this uh, does not have due process is absolutely troubling. But one other question, and this is a scenario you may not be able to answer it, But let's say that your radical, progressive, activist cousin comes over and they stay with you for a weekend. In essence, and so they may not like, they may not not like firearms. Do you think possibly under this scenario uh, that they could make an accusation and your firearms could be taken away under that kind of a scenario?
5: That sort of thing certainly could be a possibility The. The bill, as it's written, um, requires, I think, a little bit more living together than just staying for a week. I I need to um, check into the details. Um, But but you're right. There are a lot of people opposed to gun ownership um, by civilians like us who could call you crazy. There there are people on on Twitter today who call us crazy for being gun owners, Mm -hmm. just for Mm -hmm. being gun owners. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's rife for abuse.
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay, so a call to action. What would you suggest people do?
5: Yeah, so a call to action. Go to, um, uh, let me tell you, I have not had a chance to write on this yet. Go to rallyforourrights.com. It's not my organization, but Leslie Hollywood has done some great writing on it, rallyforourrights.com. They've got all of the people that you need to um, to write, all the people on the committee, um, when and where the committee is, and um, go prepare your three-minute speech and talk about the part of this that concerns you the most. These are people who represent us. They must listen to us.
1: Okay, and so it's rallyforourrights.com, and it's four is F-O-R, I assume.
5: Correct. It's spelled out, rallyforourrights.com. And, again, it's not my organization. I just haven't had a chance to get any writing out on it, and Leslie's done a great job.
1: Well, and, and this bill dropped, you said, late on Friday afternoon, Uh, And so I think you were a little surprised when you saw that you were trying to get information on it at that time.
5: Right. It it, it dropped late. um, And and so they talked about it the day before on the the Parkland anniversary. Um, Lots of Denver media had detail on it that ordinary people like us didn't have access to. And then by the time the bill actually dropped and we were able to take a look at it, the media didn't quite get it right. It was worse. Much worse than they uh, than they said there's a provision that that they talked about that said that um, that a lawyer will, will be provided for you. The detail of the bill says only if you're indigent so if you're not indigent, you not only um, oh have your firearm taken away you have to pay your own lawyer to get your gun back that you had no there was no due process before it was taken away Wow. So there's, like I said, tons of aspects of this that are bad, bad, bad.
1: Okay. Well, Laura Carno, thank you so much. Keep me in the loop. And the fact that uh, I'm on at six in the morning, I think I'm probably the first media person to really get to talk to you about that. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna brag about that just a little bit, huh? I definitely do. <laughs> okay.
5: Definitely do. Thanks
1: so much, Kim. Okay. Thanks so much, Laura. Have a great day. And uh, let's jump, let's jump over here to Jason McBride. Jason McBride, how are you doing today?
0: Oh, boy, I'm feeling uh, concerned and depressed listening to that conversation. Can you believe it? You know, I'd like to say I just can't believe it, but with uh, the people we've got in charge, so to speak, in Colorado now, I believe it.
1: You know, Jason, I really think that, you know, everyday hardworking Coloradoans, if these people that, you know, now uh, control the state legislature, the state house, the state senate, and the governor's mansion, I think if that they would have run and told the Coloradoans what their real agenda was, I don't think that they would have won. Um, but this is what we have right now. And so we need to do everything we can uh, to, to push back on this. And that means that you know, uh, um, email your uh, legislators and, uh, you know, work on this three-minute speech, like Laura said, we need to show up. So anyway, that's not really what we were going to talk about today, but it sure is important. But, uh, you know, Jason, we've talked a lot about it, you know, planning for success. If you fail to plan, uh, you plan to fail. And so it's really important that, that people think about, you know, plan out their future.
0: Well, I think it is. And and I'd say that most people have done some of that uh, that are approaching retirement or or getting there. Uh, But some people have not. Uh, Some people have just done a very, you know, kind of simple online uh, retirement plan. And I think it's important to dig down into the details a little bit to make sure you've got the numbers right, uh, to understand what your budget is and how much income you're actually going to need, and then have a way to to put that in a format that's understandable, and that's one of the things that I think we're really good at at presidential. Uh, and you know, Kim, it's not always bad news. I've seen a lot of people hesitate; they don't want to come in and do it because uh, they're afraid. Oh, it's just going to be bad news. And I'll tell you, at least half the time. People are very, very surprised that they're in better shape than they thought they were. Uh, I've never had anybody pick up the phone and tell their uh, boss to shove it right from my office as soon as they found <laughs> out, but I've encouraged them to a few
3: times.
1: <laughs> well, my gosh. Well, I think that it's a, this is a good time to do this. I think people are starting to think about their taxes. You know, we've gotten through all the holidays. And so if uh, if you folks out there would like another set of eyes on your your nest egg, to take a look at your plan. Reach out to Jason McBride and the the guys and gals over at Presidential Wealth Management. Check out, uh, we have a landing page with you. It's chickspresidential.com. That's chickspresidential.com. And uh, then you can get connected with Jason there. So have a great day. We will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Kim. Okay, and we're going to go back. uh, We're going to go to break here. Before we do that, though, I just have to let you know I cannot wait to talk with this this woman, Sonia McGarity. She uh, has a heart for children, and in light of what has happened with the late term abortion bills in both New York and in Virginia, I think this is a very important conversation to have. So you will not want to miss it, Kim Munson with the Americhicks. We will be right back.
4: You want to succeed, so you need to dress for the job, event, or relationship that you seek. For over 30 years, entrepreneur, stylist, and Americhick Kim Munson has been helping women look their very best with well-priced, made-to-measure clothes that fit a busy lady's lifestyle. Gals, if you want to up your game and freshen your look, email kim at americhicks.com for your initial style consult. Kim at americhicks.com. Social media is important to the Americhicks
3: since it's an avenue we can utilize to hear from and speak to all of our friends. For those of you who enjoy listening to the show, we'd love to hear what's on your radar. Follow us and talk to us at Americhicks Twitter and Facebook pages. Also, if you're a business owner who could benefit from some extra foot traffic from like-minded friends, consider advertising on the Americhicks radio show. Contact us at Americhicks.com or email Kim at Americhicks.com.
2: Hey,
1: welcome back to the Americhicks with Kim Munson, where we dissect issues as right versus wrong instead of right versus left. Agree or disagree, we need to be having conversations. Be sure and check out my website, americhicks.com. That is where I am on Facebook and Twitter as well, offering you a conservatarian perspective. Uh, we have on the line with us Sonia McGarrity. Uh, she is a mom of eight children, which that is amazing uh, just there. But four of the children have Down syndrome. And Sonia McGarity, I am just so excited to talk with you about your story. So uh, welcome. Thank you very much, Kim. I appreciate it. So, first of all, a mom of eight, I cannot imagine what mornings are like at your house.
3: <laughs> well, we almost have two out the door now, so uh, and only at least, what, six more to go after that. Actually, the baby stays, but but we're doing good this morning, and I love taking a break to talk to you. It makes my husband sort of take care of things for a moment, so I get to sip and visit with a friend. Well, that
1: that is just amazing. So tell me your your journey you have five biological children correct
3: correct we had two sons um thomas and sean and then we had several ultrasounds during our third pregnancy but we're somewhat surprised when our midwife told us at about two hours after jeffrey was born that he had down syndrome um we weren't really shocked in the sense that you know we do anything differently um, but it just started us on a journey of learning how to care for these kids and um, surprisingly uh, how much love we we could receive from them was, was just sort of the surprise of the journey, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had another son after that and after a series of miscarriages um, felt like we really had learned so much about Down syndrome. We've always been sort of pro-life. Um, and we felt like our pro-life journey was leading us to say to birth moms, if you have a diagnosis of Down syndrome and you don't feel for whatever reason that you're not equipped to parent, we will parent for you. And within our first sort of month of being prepared to do that, we were asked to parent our daughter, Cecilia. Um, and then, you know, that was, that was just that started our journey of adopting two more Girls um and I actually gave birth to one more son in that time, so that's where we are today. <laughs> wow,
1: um, yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> I have uh, some very good friends they were friends of my uh my youngest sons, and uh, so my son and and this 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 boy were good friends, and then this this boy's younger brother had Down syndrome and I tell you what, he, he was one of the most loving, joyful uh, children to be around. And it was just, uh, it was just amazing. And, and so what, what we've seen is that there are countries, uh, I think that Iceland actually hardly has any Down syndrome children anymore because many of them are aborted. Can you speak to that?
3: Sure. I think um, actually it was during the 2016 presidential election um, that I realized how polarizing um, our family could be. Um, I was made aware that the Democratic Party had taken a platform that was along lines of Iceland and Denmark who sort of hoped to eradicate Down syndrome. Um, And, you know, when you first read that, you're like, awesome they must be doing incredible research um you know to try to figure out more along the lines of dr jerome lejeune who discovered the trisomy uh, uh birth defect i don't know if you want to call it defect but and um but when you read there that that's not it at all they want to eradicate it by aborting all of these children before they even given a chance um and and during the election it became very polarizing because I started to speak out, you know, and literally got on social media and said, we can't do this. This is, this is wrong. This is, this is not what humanity is. And noticed how, you know, not a lot of people were fond of my position. Um, and, and, you know, we, we got challenged a lot on social media. And I said, you know, look, if you have a woman who for any reason can't parent, we'll parent. Just please don't abort, you know. And so that's kind of what my husband and I have. We we try to speak to women who have prenatal diagnoses uh, on a regular basis. We invite them into our home. We let them see what our children are like. You know, right now we have a 12-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 3-year-old, and a 3-month-old. And so, you know, I'm like, come on in. You can see every age what it's like to engage. Um, We had one young mom who, you know, just had no idea. Her, she called me and she said, I don't know whether I'm going to terminate, parent, or write an adoption plan. Um, she came and spent two hours with us. And when she left, I sort of said, I, I just want you to know I, I will take your baby if-, if for some reason you feel like this is too much. And she said, no. She said, I, I-, I think I can do this. You know, um, what we've heard from our, from our birth moms is that, and this is, you know, one of the reasons why I'm speaking to you after what Governor Northam said. Um, I just was enraged. Our birth moms have had calls from their doctors' office saying, "Okay, it's 32 weeks. You know what I mean? Like, you only have 16 left before we can legally abort," and they get that call every week from their doctors encouraging to abort their child who's gotten a prenatal diagnosis of down syndrome and when governor northam came out as a pediatrician i'm like he's he's finally saying what we all know to be true
1: well and i i think that the veil is off of what this whole agenda really is um <clears throat> Governor Northam, in essence, for those of you that may not know, he, and we played the soundbite a few weeks ago, <clears throat> he was on a, a radio show back in Virginia, and he was asked about Virginia's legislation. And basically what he said is that a baby could be born, and they would keep the baby comfortable until basically, the, I think, the mother uh, and father, if he's mm-hmm. there, and uh, the doctor decide what to do. Now the first thing that goes to people's minds is that the baby has some kind of a, and, and again, I don't know if this is the right word, but a birth defect. Let's just say that, that, that there's something right. that, that, um, you know, that I don't,
3: let's just say that. So it's there's something for life. Okay. That, that it's going to, it's going to somehow make their quality of life, not what whomever judges it should be. I mean, that's, that's what birth parents are told. Okay, you know that. Oh, they have Down syndrome. That means they're never going to be able to do X, Y, and Z.
1: Right, and so that if, could if I be can just that could be a number of things. I, I
3: actually just told a story
1: at the beginning of the show. I don't know if you heard that of Fanny Crosby, mm-hmm. who who wrote mm-hmm. "Blessed Assurance." Now, at six weeks, she ended up because of something that, that a doctor did. She became blind. So someone could, in essence, make a decision. She is not going to be able to see her whole life. Therefore, I mean, I know somebody might say I'm taking this to the extreme, but my my friends, this is where we're headed if, if we continue down this road. Uh, so they might say, well, you know, she's not going to be able to see. She's not going to have the quality of life, you know, of, you know, having everything just, you know, work perfectly. And... You, they, somebody could make the, the case that abort her at six weeks then. Or right. it could be that, you know, grandma doesn't look so good anymore. Grandma may actually have a sizable estate as well. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and actually we've seen that regarding assisted suicide here in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And so what I see, Sonia, is we have the veil is off now because I think some people can say, okay, if there's a birth defect, okay, or, you know, you know, blah, blah, blah. But now when I've explained it to people that it could be, you know, a baby, and in essence, in Northams, Virginia, that baby mm-hmm. could be killed. They're like, w- wait a minute, wait a minute. The veil is off now, Sonia, and I think I'm grateful right. for that.
3: Well, and Kim, I think, I think you know, you're saying uh, they could have some defect. The problem is that and this is what I think enraged me so much about Governor Northam is this whole idea that they can make that decision. I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many moms God. Have called me, <laughs> yeah, and said, "I have a, you know, they've called, the doctors have told me my baby has Down syndrome," and I'm like, "Okay." And we, you know, get a plan, get them information, and then the baby's born, and there's nothing wrong with it. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's wow, no, so that There's happens. no Down syndrome diagnosis. That has happened at least ten times in the last twelve years. Um, and like I said, these birth moms were told horror stories. My 8-year-old daughter, she has no physical, other than developmental delay, she has no physical um, problems at all. She a minor heart defect, but it doesn't impact her life at all. And if I could have her birth mom, who we're very close to, sit down and, and tell you the horror stories that she was told by her, Um, gynecologist uh, obstetrician it it would just you're like where are they getting these things my son has you know he has uh, asthma well there are typical kids running around with asthma no parent of a typical kid with asthma would say oh we should have aborted him because he's got asthma the rest of his life right you know um it's 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 ridiculous and i think that was the whole situation with governor northam is i i hope bringing to light how pediatricians, obstetricians think that they can play God, and they can say, look, we're looking at this ultrasound. We suspect this. You need to terminate. And they don't care whether you terminate at six weeks or at birth. It it is astounding.
1: Um, Yeah. Kamala Harris, It's heartbreaking. Uh, Kamala Harris, when she announced that she was running for president, which famously, she basically said that if you like your health care plan, you can't keep your health care plan. Just needed to let you know that. But, (laughs) But she asked the question, who are we? And I do agree with her. Mm. We are asking ourselves as Americans, who are we? And I no longer call it the Democratic Party. I call it the Democrat Party. And it is no longer the Democrat Party of John F. Kennedy. My quote for today is an important one from JFK. The Democrat Party of today has been taken over by radical progressive activists who their value system is destruction and division and Mm. victimhood. And so we have to ask ourselves, is that who we are or are we the people of uh, are we the Americans who value creativity, innovation and life? That is the question on the table. Sonia, we're going to go to break. Uh, This is absolutely fascinating. You are a mother of eight and it is an honor to chat with you. Uh, You will not want to miss this next segment. So stay tuned.
0: Work with mortgage professionals who will give you quick and accurate financial advice. Home Mortgage Alliance has the knowledge and expertise to explore the many financial options available to you. The mortgage process can be stressful, and as interest rates rise, it's more important than ever to get pre-qualified now, so you're ready to buy. Call Kim Sturts and Mark Cook with Home Mortgage Alliance to make sure that you're making the right financial choice for you and your family. 303-888-2732. 303-888-2732. Kim and Mark will remain available to you 24-7 to help you through the process. Choose the only mortgage professionals recommended by the AmeriChicks with Kim Munson. Call Kim and Mark with Home Mortgage Alliance today.
1: 303-888-2732. Well, I am very happy to be talking with Sonia McGarity. She is a mother of eight, Four of the children have Down syndrome. And we are talking about one of the most important questions in America today. Who are we? Are we a party? Uh, are we a people who uh, our value system is destruction and death and division and victimhood? Or are we Americans, Americans who create and innovate and value life? Now, since the 1970s, when Roe versus Wade um Went through the Supreme Court, Sonia. I think many women have been told a big lie, and you kind of alluded to that—that that you have had birth moms that have been contacted on a regular basis by their uh, um, OBs. yeah. Yeah, OBs uh, that uh, that possibly there might be some kind of a, um, a defect, we'll, we'll call it, with their babies, sure. and encouraging them to abort, and uh, they've been told. I remember. Roe versus Wade that it's just a it's just a little bit of tissue, you know, it it you know and 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 as we have now seen ultrasounds uh, this particular young generation in America is more pro life than the previous generation because they have seen the ultrasound pictures of their little brother or sister on the refrigerator and they don't believe that that is just a little, you know, bunch of, uh, of cells or whatever. They realize that that is actually a, a baby that is growing. But I want to address something, Sonia is the, the radical progressive activist Democrats. If a woman has chosen abortion from a political standpoint, they say, Oh, the other side there, the, those Republicans, they are judging you. And, um, and uh, you know, really, I think making make I, I think most women that have had abortions feel deep deep in their soul badly about that, and so to be judged, you know, I think that makes it even harder. And I think as Christians, it is important that we wrap our our arms around women who have chosen abortion uh, with compassion I th- instead of judgment.
3: Well, uh, yes, absolutely. I think what. Frustrates me so much is the accusation from the uh, pro-abortion movement that we are just pro-baby. All we care about is saving the babies, Um, and we don't care about mothers or fathers. We need to make sure, yeah, or fathers acknowledge our fathers as well. Yes, go ahead. But it's but you know, I mean, I, I can't tell you. One of my dear friends is a survivor of an abortion as a teenager. Had an abortion, and uh, you know these women—they find comfort and healing um, in the pro-life movement. They're not finding it if if you go to the to the pro-abortion movement. It's just anger and hatred. Um, And there, there is no
1: follow-up care regarding heart and soul uh, from Planned Parenthood for uh, our young women who. have chosen abortion there is no follow-up on their heart and soul
3: at all and 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 the, the reality we know the reality is this is a mother taking her own child's life it's contrary to what motherhood is you know motherhood we give life we don't take life so so that's one of the reasons why we have open adoptions with our children and we encourage everyone to have open adoptions because the the Birth mom, our, our birth moms, our three birth moms, they still feel so connected to that child, and the pain that they would feel had they terminated is not something that that is easily. You know, I mean, it, it can be healed, but it, it's 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 a deep wound. And I think of how blessed they are, you know, to to know their child. I just, you know, I, I'm sorry, I think adoption is such a wonderful option, mm-hmm. and it it enrages me that the pro-abortion movement does not encourage, if we just were a nation that encouraged adoption, I get, you know, again, we're in an adoption group. I can't tell you how many people who can't have children are so blessed by the gift of adoption. Absolutely. We have- Dear friends who've adopted two children with Down syndrome. You know, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's such a win-win situation. Um, I also wanted to mention one thing that I think is important for people to realize. Um, when, when Governor Cuomo signed the bill um, allowing term, you know, basically infanticide, um, the Cardinal Dolan in New York gave a very interesting point. He said, could this be our Dred Scott moment? Uh-huh. And it made me kind of run back and look at my American history and say, uh-huh. what was that? you know We talked about it yesterday. Scott. Yeah. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Okay. He said, could this be the Dred Scott moment for the pro life movement? And I think it I'm is. Saying, yes, can it be? Can we wake up America to say infanticide is the next step it's the next step that's happening now? Can you not can we not start to think, get out of our boxes and start to realize you know, if we can ignore everything the media is saying and think for ourselves mm-hmm. <laughs> and realize could this be that moment and and that is you know hopefully we're praying <laughs> well for sure <laughs> Lord, let that be it because you know well in- side cannot be the next step
1: it, it can and and I agree the veil is off when when we really explain what is what como. Uh, has done in New York and what Northam has done in Virginia, their states. And, and I actually, when I was doing my weekly email, <clears throat> I found the picture of Governor Como signing the legislation and there were people behind him. They were all smiling and it, mm-hmm. it looked to me almost like an, it was an evil smile. And I realized, mm-hmm. uh, I had written a piece a while back. It was really on transportation, but I'd started it with great societies and great people care about how they treat their neighbors and what they pass on to their children. And so this goes to, uh, uh, this goes to who, who are we? We're, we are asking that question. So let's, let's talk a little bit <clears throat> about, first of all, if there is a woman or young man, they, they've chosen to abort their child, where would you recommend that they, they go? What would you recommend that they do right now because of the wound that's on their heart?
3: Um, Project Rachel is, uh, is a movement all across the United States. You can just Google it, Project Rachel, where you can call, and someone will sit there and talk to you and tell you the closest place you can go to get counseling, to to sort of work through what has happened. It's a free um, ministry, I want to call it, of uh, both a Protestant and Catholic churches, um, and they can plug you into a local chapter, where um, where you can find counseling and find healing.
1: Oh, that that is awesome.
3: Yeah, now, it's called Project Rachel.
1: Okay, Project Rachel. And then mm-hmm. let's say that there is uh, um, a couple out there or a, a young woman that uh, may be in a situation. They're scared. They're pregnant. Um, they, you know, what what would they do? Uh, what would you recommend they do?
3: Well, I would go, I would, you know, look up, find a, there are pregnancy crisis centers everywhere that are not Planned Parenthood. (laughs) I would find whatever pregnancy crisis center is not Planned Parenthood, and they will go and give you options. They typically, I know the ones here in Denver have um, Marisol Services here in Denver, Mm -hmm. Um, we'll and I think there's life ultrasound. choices also. I think there's life choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and um, so so wherever you are, I would just find not Planned Parenthood because I think they limit your options. If you <clears> go to a pregnancy center, they're going to give you several options. One of which is always adoption, um, which is not forced on you, but which is explained. So that you know, I I can't tell you, Kim, how many um, I want to say. Fake news <laughs> uh, you know things are told to 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 young moms about adoption. you know um, adoption is always open now there's no like it 's not like we 're sitting around saying we can 't wait to get our hands on another baby mm-hmm. you know it's we want to help you give birth to your child okay. we want you to have a relationship with this child
1: and on that last point, uh, even if somebody chooses abortion on an individual level. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, that that is there. But a society that funds abortion mm-hmm. from government tax money, once again, has to ask, who are we? And so mm-hmm. one of the first things that we need to do is require that our politicians vote to defund Planned Parenthood. Final thought. We're just about out of time.
3: Thank you. Sure. Um, you know, uh, please... <laughs> I just want everyone to realize, um, like you said, I like that term, the veil has been lifted. Abortion is not a positive thing for, it, for baby, for mom, for dad. It's just not. We can't, we can't be an American people who allow our children to be massacred. We, well, just, we can't, or our nation will go down from there.
1: And so there are resources out there. Uh, If there is a wound on your heart, Project Rachel, um, be sure and check that out. People can help you, uh, moms or dads that have chosen abortion. And if you are uh, pregnant and in a situation um there there's a lot of a lot of places that can help there as well and adoption is certainly a beautiful beautiful option so sonia mcgarrity i hope all the rest of the kids uh are where they need to be right now thank you to your husband that we got to have you for this 30 minutes uh you are truly an inspiration
3: thank you kim have a blessed day
1: you too and my quote from today is john f kennedy 35th president of the united states he said, children are the living messages we send to a time that we will not see. So today, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. This is Kim Munson signing off. God bless you, and God bless America. Like
2: a new moon